If you think goals are boring, confusing, or a waste of time, this episode is for you. I genuinely believe that if you don't have something to work towards, you're not going to go very far. Inside this episode, I'm going to cover three obstacles I find women run into when setting goals and how you can make setting goals motivating, personal, and crystal clear. Let's find one that's perfect for you and gets you excited to unlock your next level. Let's go. Are you a gym baddie committed to leveling up in all areas through health and fitness? This podcast is for you. Hi, hello. My name is Danika. I'm an online coach, personal trainer, and your host of Fit Chit Chat. I help women just like you stop spinning your wheels with a no BS approach so you can reshape your body, feel your strongest yet, and create confidence that is authentic to you. Together, we'll delve into all the topics that matter, how to maximize your progress in the gym, make nutrition a no-brainer, and streamline the process to make achieving goals simple. You are guaranteed to leave feeling educated, entertained, and empowered to become your baddest damn self. Hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Chit Chat Podcast. Today, we are discussing all things goals, and I know you're thinking, boring, overrated, I don't bother with goals, blah, 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 all right? But we're going to be delving into this because I have been chatting to women recently about goals and goal setting and really honing in on what it is and why they want it, and I find that women are running into three different things, okay? So we're going to go through these three things inside of this episode. I also put out a poll on my Instagram story around goals and what, what you're running into and questions you had. So we'll be covering some of those inside of this episode along the way. Now, the three things I found that were stopping women from setting firm, concrete goals is the first one being, I don't know what goals there are other than scale weight. Now, this might stem from a lot of women having uh, very common dieting background. So it's like our goal was always to be a smaller version, lose weight, scale weight, go down and understanding that there are other goals outside of scale weight. The second one is not knowing how to measure or quantify their goal. So maybe you do have an aesthetic goal and maybe it's not necessarily that you want to change your scale weight, but you want to look a little different, maybe get a little bit more toned, a little bit more muscle mass, a little less body fat, something like that. And not knowing how to actually justify or personify or set an actual specific goal to work towards. It's like, I know I want to look a a different way, but how do I know when I've achieved that? Like what box do I tick to say yes or no and I'm there? And the third one being not knowing what is a realistic goal. Now this often shows up in if we're striving for like a a lift or a certain weight that we want to be able to lift. How do we know if what we're striving towards is too heavy or can you actually achieve that? This also comes up in like the rate of weight loss or or scale weight. If we're chasing that, it's like, how do I know if that's a, a reasonable target to achieve? Can I lose 10 kilos in two weeks or am I being a little bit unrealistic with that goal? So they're the three things and let's jump straight into it. So the first one we're going to cover off is having goals other than scale weight goals. And I want to cover off the different types of goals and ideal outcomes that we can be working towards. When I say ideal outcome, that's like our overarching, what is the big thing that we want to achieve? So yes, there's obviously aesthetic or visual or physical changes that we might want to make. If you're not too hung up on the visual, the way your body looks or the scale weight, performance or strength-based goals is another really popular common goal to work towards. 
Or ideally, why not one of each? Why not have some strength and physical goals that you're chasing in pursuit of your uh, visual aesthetic goal as well? The other thing I want to talk about is having short and long-term goals as well. And I think there's a lot to be said about having both of them as well. Sometimes when we fall into this short-term goal focus only, like, you know, the common eight-week challenge kind of mentality, we can get into that all-or-nothing cycle. And that's when you find people set a short-term goal, achieve that, and then after that, nothing else happens. They go back to where they were because they've lost focus of those big overarching goals, those ideal outcomes that I was talking about before. Now, we'll give you some examples of performance or strength-based goals, just because I think it's going to help you paint a picture of what that could look like for you. So if you're someone that loves strength training, maybe you're looking at reaching a certain lift. Maybe you want to squat 100 kilos or something like that. Maybe it's actually learning a new movement. Say you've been doing mostly machine-based things and you want to get into more barbell, dumbbell, free-weighted stuff. Maybe you want to learn how to do a conventional deadlift. Maybe that's something you're working towards at the moment. Maybe it is an event, and by that I mean a 5K charity fun run that you want to work towards, you know, a little bit more cardiovascular conditioning type work so that you can run the 5Ks without feeling like you're going to die. To be honest, that's been one of my goals for a very long time, but I've never actually put anything in place. This is why goal setting is so important to actually strive to work towards that. So uh, I'm going to throw this in here. I have actually started the Couch to 5K app recently, so I am ticking off this goal slowly now. It's actually in place, but I digress. I digress. Another thing in terms of event could be having a like an amateur powerlifting comp event that you want to work towards, or maybe your friend has like a CrossFit um kind of like fun day that you want to you want to be involved in so there's a couple of things you need to learn in pursuit of that maybe that's something that you want to work towards when I say event-based goals too I also think about like the ones where women used to set the shred for the wedding or you know getting super lean to go on a beach holiday or something like that too so that's more of a time frame based goal where you've got like a specific end date that you're working towards Obviously, that leaves up in the air what you're actually doing before that or leading up to that date and what you're actually working on. But I will talk a little bit later about setting behavioral type goals and maybe having a focus that you're doing leading up to that event date and having some structure that you're actually ticking off as as your goal itself. But yeah, that's the types of goals that we can have set other than scale weight. And from what I've said, obviously, you can understand that there's lots of different things I'm going to go a little bit deeper into this with point two and three on how you can actually quantify and measure the goals and what realistic goals look like. So let's go to number two, not knowing how to quantify or measure your goal. Now, I hear this one most most often from women who are chasing a physical appearance because it is a little bit harder. It's like, well, how do I know when I've got the look that I want? Like, what is it exactly that I'm trying to achieve? Even if you know that you want bigger glutes or or more capped shoulders, it's like, well, how do you know when you're like, yes, I've done it. This is what I wanted it to look like. It's a little bit hard to to put your your finger on a literal thing. So if we are looking for a, a physical change in our shape, an aesthetic goal, but we don't want to be looking at scale weight because we know scale weight can be a little bit deceptive in that process as well. When we look at changing your body composition, you know, muscle mass down, body fat, sorry, muscle mass up, body fat down, 
your scale weight can sometimes stay exactly the same. So it can be a little bit of a deceptive um, marker to be looking at scale weight only. Um, and it's a little bit lackluster working towards a, a scale weight because again, it's, it's not giving you the entire picture. So what you might do is, you know, going back to saying that you want bigger glutes, that's the aesthetic that you're chasing. Maybe we can look at the centimeters on your glutes. Maybe you set your goal as being, I want to work towards adding five centimeters on my glutes. Because if you can see over the course of however many weeks that that number is going up and up and up, that's a really great way to measure your progress in pursuit of your goal. You can actually quantify that physical um, appearance change that you want. Your goal is overarching goal, aesthetic, looking at looking different, but how we can put our finger on it and quantify that we're working towards that and achieving it is things like centimeters on your glutes, maybe centimeters off your waist, things like that. So that's one way that you could uh, quantify it. Another one would be behavioral based. So instead of getting hung up on the scale weight number changing or your physical appearance changing, which can be really hard too, because you look at yourself in the mirror every day, you're not going to notice the changes between the days or even between the weeks, really, because you see yourself every single day. So if we look at a behavioral based goal in pursuit of a physical change, it might be something like, I'm going to commit to four days of training per week for the next eight weeks, because that's either a yes or no. It's either you did it or you didn't. And that's something you can literally tick off. And funnily enough, I actually like using this one with my clients too, looking at action-based or behavioral-based changes and commitments, because in pursuit of doing that, ticking off your training sessions, ticking off your macros and nutrition, in pursuit of doing that, funnily enough, you're going to get, as a byproduct, the physical result that you were chasing anyway. So you can see how when we change our focus from, I just want to look different, I want to look different, but I don't know how to tell when I look different, to I'm going to focus on doing the things that are asked of me. I'm going to tick off my training, I'm going to get my steps in, I'm going to get my food in. Those behaviors are what's going to get you the physical result anyway. So this is a really great one that I like to use, even if a client has an aesthetic or a physical based, a physical appearance based goal. And let's just also point out that it's fun. Like you can see you're actually doing the things. You're coming through with what you said you were going to do. You're committing to your health and fitness and you're making promises to yourself and you're showing up to the gym and managing your nutrition. Like there's so much sense of fulfillment and reward and becoming a woman you're proud of by actually, you know, holding yourself accountable and, and doing the things you're saying you're going to do. Like there's so much that comes from that. I see women build themselves up and feel really confident in who they are doing things like that versus just waiting for your physical appearance to change, which can be a little bit of a slower, more disheartening process. But that is number two in a nutshell. Lucky last number three is not knowing what is realistic. So I'm going to touch on this in two kind of viewpoints, one of them being around training and strength and and numbers lifted, and the other one being realistic goals in terms of rate of fat loss or weight loss. So when it comes down to numbers lifted and your strength in the gym, what I want to make really clear is it does come down to you as an, an individual. Okay, I think that's really important to point out because think about back when you were a beginner, 
things seem to change really quickly, right? It's like you seem to put on muscle mass really easily. Your rate of increasing your weight is a lot quicker. And that's for a few reasons, okay? It's that whole newbie gains that we talk about and putting on muscle mass is a little bit quicker when you haven't had any sort of strength training stimulus before. But also it's the neurological adaptation so that your brain and your body's ability to talk together and actually understand how to do the movement. So your proficiency in the lift, your technique actually gets rapidly better in those earlier stages, right? Because again, it's new. Whereas now you're probably a little bit more intermediate. You've got your technique down pat, I would hope. And that muscle mass doesn't come around as quickly. So it doesn't feel like we improve or progress as fast, right? So again, it's going to come down to you as an individual and where you're at in your lifting, I guess, experience. I was going to say lifting career, but lifting experience. And also it's secondarily reflective of the lift itself. So think about if you're doing a bicep curl, right? You can't necessarily jump up five kilos in a bicep curl. That's very unrealistic, right? But if you were talking about a leg press, slapping another five kilo on the leg press, you probably wouldn't even notice. To be fair, I do that with some of my PT clients. I distract them for a moment and put some extra weight on and they like have to second guess whether it's the same or different. But you get what I'm saying. Like it's going to come down to you as an individual, how committed to your goals are, how frequently you're training, your experience, etc. But also the lift itself and setting a realistic target of how quickly you can increase based on the, the movement or the muscle itself. When we're looking at realistic goals in terms of weight loss or fat loss, there's a couple of things that we could say here. So we do generally go by saying 0.5 to 1% of your body weight is a reasonable rate of weight loss per week. So whatever that works out to be for you. Another one you've probably heard is like 500 grams a week is a really great um reference point for how much you could lose slowly and steadily over the weeks because we obviously don't want it to be super drastic either because drastic things don't very often hang around so that's probably one but like when we look at 500 grams of a person are you a 50 kilo female are you a 150 kilo female like that's a little bit of a variance so we kind of look at um the percentage more so than the exact grams And it also depends on your deficit. If you're in a calorie deficit in order to achieve your fat loss result like you should be, it depends on how aggressive or drastic that deficit is as well. Because we could obviously go a little bit more extreme. We could be a little bit more slow and steady. It depends on you as an individual and the time frame you've got and your preference as well. So when you're setting up a deficit, you've got to take that into consideration. I'll also give you this little hot tip piece of education too. If you've never heard this before, this can be really eye-opening in understanding how we can actually calculate rates of fat loss in terms of deficit calories. To lose a kilo of body fat, you have to have been in a 7,700 calorie deficit. So obviously that's not achievable in one day, but if you were in a deficit of 7,700 calories over the space of a week, however much that would need to be per day for you, then you can understand how we could lose a kilo in a week. So obviously that's what I'm saying before about the more uh, drastic deficit or more aggressive deficit approach 
would have a higher rate because you're consuming a bigger deficit and that's going to total up towards that 7,700 calories versus if you were in a little bit more of a, I was going to say calmer, more relaxed, less aggressive approach for a deficit, then you might get a little bit of a slower rate of fat loss because it's going to take longer to accumulate that 7,700 calories. So wrapping up this third part, talking about like setting realistic goals, it's for you, right? Like what is realistic for you? So say if we're setting an X number in a lift, you want to squat a hundred kilos, but right now you're only squatting 20. That's a big jump, 80 kilos. So you would be setting that as a longer term uh, goal versus a short term. If somebody's currently at 95 and they want to get to 100, surely they can set that for you know a couple of weeks. So it depends on you. I also think it, you need to take into consideration your personality traits and how motivated you are and what you want to work on and why it's important to you. And all those things really play a part because if we just slap a generic, you know, I want to lose 10 kilos is that really getting you motivated? Like, do you understand why you actually want that? So communication can be a really big part here. So if you're working with a coach, having a conversation around what it is and why you want it and making sure it's really individual to you and your lifestyle and your preferences. Because again, if we're looking at a deficit or a fat loss goal, what's your personality like? Are you more likely to adhere to a shorter, sharper, more aggressive approach where you want to get in and get out? Or are you better off with a slower, more sustainable, and you sustainable with like air quotes, um, type of fat loss rate? Like what is it that is going to work for you is probably the biggest takeaway from when we're looking at realistic goals. All right. So that brings me to the end of the three main points that I wanted to talk about in terms of goals and goal setting. But I do want to finish by touching on one thing that came through in the question box on Instagram. And somebody said, I don't want to set a goal in case I don't reach it. That's, that's pretty crazy. Okay. Like if we really think about what we're saying there is that we don't believe that we can get the things that we want. And that's pretty deep. Like that's pretty hard to hear. It's a hard pill to swallow if you really think about what you're saying there. But I honestly think, like I said at the start, the best way to achieve nothing is to set nothing. Let's flip this on its head. What if you actually achieved everything you ever wanted? Like how mind-blowing would that be? What if you were literally cock-blocking yourself right now from having all of those things? We need to have a sense of direction to work towards something. If there's nothing there, we're going to be pretty lackluster in our results. I always use this car analogy. It's like you don't jump into your car and just go for a drive. Like you have somewhere that you're going. You set in your GPS, I'm going here and you have a route. You have a way that you're going there. You follow the maps. You get there, you turn at this light, you, you know, go around this roundabout, like it's all laid out and you end up where you want to be. Imagine if you jumped in your car with no end goal in sight, you'd go around in circles, you'd get pretty bored. Maybe you'd see a couple of cool things along the way, but you'd end up back at home. You'd end up driving really slow too, because you're not in any hurry to go anywhere. So I think it's really important to have a goal in front of you because the best way to achieve nothing is to set nothing. This fear around not thinking that you can achieve it too. Like let's strip this back and just work on little things. No one's saying you have to set a goal that is monstrous and it's like, I'm going to lose 50 kilos or I'm going to deadlift 150 kilos. It's, it doesn't have to be some big audacious goal that you're terrified of. 
And of course, like then you you don't achieve it for whatever reason, you're going to feel pretty shit about yourself. The best way we can counteract this is just start to set some small, realistic, reasonable goals that feel achievable to you. And what you're going to do is build this sense of fulfillment, the sense of satisfaction. You're going to build up some confidence in your abilities and in pursuit of what it is that you really want. And once you do get uh, the, the confidence to start ticking off your wins, like that's when you can start setting some bigger, more audacious goals. I also think if you're not working with a coach or you don't have a plan in your place, you know, this, this Google map that you need to get to where you want to go, then that's something that you need to be enlisting in as well. Having a clear structured outline on this is where I am, this is where I want to be, and this is how I'm going to get there. Because if the, the, the water is muddy in between and it's murky, you feel like you're going to be swimming around in circles and not going anywhere. But if you're clear and you've got goggles on, you're going to know exactly how to get from one side of the river to the other. Why am I all of a sudden talking in so many analogies? But I'm getting a little bit ranty about it, but you can see what I'm saying here. Like it's, it is so important to set goals. And if you feel like someone that can't really connect to goals, I'm going to say it's because you don't understand what it is you want and why you want it. Why you want it is almost more important than the actual goal itself. Because the goal could be numerous things, but your why is what is really going to help you tick off all of those different things. So, In saying all of this, if you are ready to set some goals other than scale weight, some goals that are exciting and have this depth that I'm talking about, goals that are personal to you, join my one-to-one online coaching program, Operation Ignite. So the link to complete a coaching application form is actually in the show notes of this episode. Otherwise, send me a DM on Instagram with the word Ignite, and we can discuss if you're a right fit for the team. All right. That is it from me for this week. I hope you found a mountain of value inside of this one. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to discuss this with you or even do a goal setting session with you. I'm absolutely happy to do that. And until I talk to you next week, have an amazing week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Fit Chit Chat. I have three things for you. One, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single drop. Two, share this episode on your social media and tag me in it. And three, Follow me on Instagram and slide into my DMs. Let me know what resonated with you. Details in the show notes. And until next week, goodbye.